Welcome to the Only Kyle Show. I'm here. Welcome, welcome. With Dog on Unicycle, even though we recorded for about 30 minutes with no audio from Dog because of my mess up. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna try and pretend that didn't happen the best we can, <laughs> and we'll we'll try, we'll try and go over the same stuff we uh, we covered there. Um, much like the last beginning, though, I do want to apologize to uh, to a lot of the viewers and listeners out there. Um, it has been a while. I do apologize. Um, we, uh, you know, we've been experiencing life, same as you guys have. It's been it's been a bit of a fun time, but everybody's managing to get through, which is nice and good to see. Yep, vacations and work and work and work and vacations. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work mainly. Yeah, paying bills, the just just fun adult stuff. You know, just getting back to the regular life, which is which is kind of nice. Post-COVID. Um, Post-COVID, yeah. Well, you know what? Okay, that's that's actually a decent place to jump back in. Um, I'll, I'll pick back up on that one there. I, uh, I I was lucky. I was able to just recently go to a wedding for a very close friend of mine. And, it, you know, it was a wonderful event. Very proud of the bro. Um, I was happy to be there for their part. You know, that, that in and of itself was amazing. But there was one thing that stuck out to me damn near the entire time that I was there. And... It's the fact that there were actually people, you know, in close quarters, no masks, no worries about, you know, spreading any kind of anything, just in the moment being human, hugging each other, you know, sitting next to each other, standing in groups shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, it is fucking nice. It's nice to see, you know, like it's been what, two, three years of this? Well, and like, like, I, like human or human interaction is like like physical human interaction is a necessity for the human psyche. Yeah, it's it's huge. Like we can try and, you know, live a completely digital life. It, it does kind of work. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the same. Yeah. You know, you you need to be able to actually physically see one another. You know, there's body language. There's more to go to it than just, you know, putting a, a voice to each other. Yeah, dude, I still can't. I still can't fucking understand people with a mask on, like, 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 verbally. I can't. Like, I, I auditorily, I can't. I can't talk to somebody who's got a fucking mask on. Like, I can, but it's like it's almost an acquired skill, you know. And it, like, it's unfortunate because it, it really shouldn't have gotten to this point. But that's neither here nor there, you know. It's just it, my main thing here is I'm really glad that we're able to see humans be fucking human again <laughs> yeah Outs- you know like o- see- outside and together yeah, outs- and- you know, outside standing together talking casually you know not wearing masks or worrying about six feet or any of that nonsense just enjoying the moment just living it experiencing being human experiencing the wonderful event you know like for me i was lucky it was a wedding you know so it was even that more of an amazing thing but at the same time like this is something like no matter what it just hasn't been an option. And I do apologize for the folks who can hear that in the background. I forgot that I had a clock going and it chimes in the hour. So I've killed it since you won't I, hear it again. I, I can't. I, can't. I, I didn't you even can't, hear it. No. You can't, but the folks, unfortunately, listening will hear that little bit of a snippet there. Just consider that an Easter egg, folk. You just got an inside peek into the life of dog. Every hour, that chimes. It's the Westminster <laughs> chimes. My word. I like to keep track of time, all right? What? 
I have multiple clocks like on my desktop that legitimately overlay on other windows just to make sure that I don't have to like look around my screen like oh what time is it if, you know my phone I, dies or something. I just before you got your little haircut and beard trim and like I, I just I just picture you in like a fucking massive robe with clocks and shit like the keeper of time like some old ass <laughs> fucking man. In the, in the, you it, wouldn't it, believe it. what I've seen, Sonny. Each of these <laughs> clocks is somebody's life. Either still with us or traveling to the great beyond, but the time still moves forward. Explain it to me. <laughs> Driven mad with the knowledge of time and all that it encompasses. Yeah, no, I, I had that kind of a general vibe going. I don't blame you. <laughs> Finally got out there and touched grass. Uh, you know what? The grass touched me, bro. I just I smoked enough pot that I returned back to human. <laughs> uh, but we'll see, like, exactly that, though, right? Like, shit like that. The fact that I was able to get, you know, like, Feral Bushman. Like, that shouldn't be a thing. Like, <laughs> like, let alone should it have been an accepted thing. Like, nobody fucking called me on that. I want to point that out, all right? I People just let me go Feral Bushman, and they were just like, yeah, whatever, it's dog. Like, it's... It just happened hey, and nobody whoa, questioned whoa, it. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm fairly certain I made a couple comments over the past year or so. Well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> when it first started, like, at the beginning, at the point where it should have been addressed, like, bro, you're looking pretty raggedy. Like, nobody really commented on it. They were just like, okay. It's <laughs> like, either he's losing it or it's just it is what it is. Like, just stream some games, bro. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I'm just, like, streaming there, like, fucking looking like a nut job. Like, <laughs> Uh, Looking uh, like you played too much Car Tarkov. Like, yeah, I just <laughs> all I do is Tarkov. I don't even eat. <laughs> this guy do anything? Has he even gotten up the shit yet? My, my character's eaten. That's all I need. <laughs> Honestly, man, sometimes I think I was able to actually like trick myself. You know, like I'd be hungry, but I'd watch my character eat enough that I wouldn't feel hungry. So I'm like, oh, I just ate, but like in the game, but it's close enough, right? <laughs> Like, it wouldn't even be a conscious thing. I just noticed my hunger wouldn't really be there, and I'm like, I wonder why. You know, and that's like crazy? the only thing. You actually What's get, up? dude. It's weird. Like in VR, you actually get that little cessation, like when you, you like, uh, for example, I'm playing Walking Dead, and like, yeah. you know, pick up food and start eating it or drinking it. Like you get in your mind. It's weird. Like fucking a little bit of cessation of eating and drinking. Right, and like it's it's wild, but it, it, like it's still cool. Because <laughs> yeah. like I, I have noticed that myself, like you know, like Daisy Tarkov, like these simulation games where you do have to keep up, you know, your food intake and your water intake and stuff. Like you, you do notice uh, a difference in you know how much you're actually needing to intake. Like, like you said, for me, I feel that little bit of a cessation. You, know, you eat a snack in game, you're not as hungry in real life. Like, well, and like but, in 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 that Walking Dead game, like your character actually like gets bogged down if you're like too hungry oh, dude. or thirsty so like you feel it it's dude daisy crazy. your dude will like start passing out and shit oh, yeah, like yeah, you're, no. oh yeah he'll like he'll grumble and shit he'll like have no energy or anything like same with tarkov like tarkov your dude will fucking drop dead in tarkov man like tarkov will kick you in the dick and ask if you want more <laughs> like the the eating simulation in that is intense like it will literally take your health from full to flat and then you will just keel over dead and there's nothing you can do about it well, I mean, apart from eat, you know. <laughs> so yeah, one of one of the things we had talked about before was uh, like the education of this um, right Kate generation. I, I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to preface this by saying that that kind of statement that I said, and I'll end up saying it again, but I want, I want to say this, okay? A lot of people feel that education 
is a, a joke or something or you know like don't take me i'm not an old man like oh just make sure you keep to your studies but in reality you don't have to commit to formal education you don't have to make dedicate your entire life to scholarly work but do strive to learn knowledge is power it's the one thing that nobody can take from you right unless they're going to lobotomize you but at that point you're going to be a vegetable anyways just make your peace with the lord and just accept the transition kind of thing but like if you ever have the means to do so do it and Khan Academy yeah so, okay, so uh, these guys are the way to do it yeah go yeah, on please yeah so so Sal Khan created Khan Academy um <clears throat> one second sorry I just uh, no, I, no, I want to make that point. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, like I'll read the description and I'll go into what it really is so Khan Academy yeah, is yeah. an American nonprofit educational organization created in 2008 by Salman Khan its goal is creating a set of online tools that help educate students the organization produces short lessons in the form of videos using Blackboard. Its website also includes supplementary practice exercises and materials for educators. And it's everything from pre-K learning all the way up to like the LSATs and MSATs and, and um, fucking basic economics all the way to consumer theory, um, you know, elasticity everything from taxes interviews with entrepreneurs so oh i didn't mention this when we went over it before like he interviewed um uh elon musk um and like the the ceos and founders of like a bunch of very successful companies um okay he did it in front of like classroom of kids so it was like you know like giving them inspiration and yeah uh, and uh, and then he he's partnered with mit for um uh, everything from like engineering and physics and like it, it, it it's just everything that you could possibly think of in education both in lower learning and higher learning is on this site for free khanacademy.org khan is spelled k-h-a-n yeah i was gonna ask now that begs the question is it khan or is it khan 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 okay khan yeah he um i just wanted to make sure you know you know you know what's crazy he was a hedge fund manager. Um, oh, yeah, he, he he was a big, very successful hedge fund manager, and Business. he, I I believe I want to say he had kids, and he was just like he just decided one day he was like you know what, he's like I don't like the way that the education system is, I don't like how a lot of kids really get left behind and there's not like an open book of learning. It's just what they want to teach you. Well, see, and that's, that's one thing that I'm glad he said, cause that's, that's one take I have on the American education system in leaving no child behind. Everyone was left behind. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, for sure. Um, and, and I mean the way that our education system is, it, it's, it's not conducive to, um, intelligent people i'll say that like it, it oh. they they just they want to teach you the basic things and they make it very difficult to want to pursue higher learning like even in high school because because they have all these classes that you have to take that you know meant nothing to me like i don't but i wanted to take ap classes but it would have made my it would have made everything so much more difficult and then plus, I fucking can't stand homework because I've, I've always tested very well and don't do homework. And like that, that always destroyed my grades. 
but uh yeah honestly i was never really keen on homework either um i would just generally finish it either before like the day before or like in class just before it needed to be handed in exactly if i did it at all if i did it at all (laughs) yeah exactly yeah nice uh it wasn't fun okay you know what that's that's actually another well okay hold on no okay so this tool it's free access right yep absolutely free you sign up um you can do you you know you can go through all the courses most of them are like blackboard videos where sal khan or somebody else goes through um whatever subject it is from start to finish there's like each each subject usually has uh multiple videos oh a a lot more than multiple videos (laughs) and i've this is the first time i've actually been on the website itself because I was on it on a tablet in jail. Um, and so it has <laughs> quizzes at the end of the section as well. And it has practice tests. And then it has a whole unit test. Um, and it you create an account and it like you know keeps track of everything. I don't know. I know that he had talked about before um, it partnering with some sort of education... Um, educational institution to like get certifications i don't know if he ever did that um, okay uh, so i'll try and find that out because i mean that'd be i mean it, you know, it would be nice if you could do all this and then take it to some school and be like hey <laughs> like you know i i took the you know, i took these these courses on here and tested very well like you know like I I may, like maybe most... get some credits <laughs> like, I feel like most schools um, will be able to work with you a little bit on that. You know, like, they should have a test for equivalent knowledge kind of thing. Like, yeah. GED equivalency almost. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I still need... And it, it's funny, actually. I wanted to go back to that. Um, it, the hole on, on the inside there, that's... You had access to it on tablets. When you first said Khan Academy, um, the first time around there, you would you would ask if I was familiar with it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I think so, but probably in a different context. Because the first time you mentioned it, I had thought of, you know, like like old school prison libraries, you know, like education systems within the prison system. So you could complete your high school or whatever it is you needed to do yeah. that the government provided access. You know, like I know here you do have that option. And I think in the U.S. as well. Uh, um, uh, in some in, places. In, in the prison system, uh, they they do a lot more um, like the, the local jails, not so much. But yeah. Well, like, to, more to, like, yeah, the federal level kind of thing. Or, yeah, like, the state uh, level. Yeah, yeah. Like, the federal and state institutions are much much better with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's cool because, like, these are, these are fantastic tools, right? Like I was saying earlier, like, knowledge is power. It's the one thing nobody can take from you. And if you ever have access to it, like this, right? Like this Khan Academy. Um, KhanAcademy.org. K-H-A-N. Academy.org there. Yep. Um, I even pulled it up myself here. I'm probably going to honestly take a peek at some of this computer programming stuff. Yeah, because nice. I have wanted. Yeah, I've wanted to delve a little bit further into it. Um, I mean, I've got a ludicrous typing speed, and I have a really nice keyboard, so I might as well make use of it. And I kind of, and you know, I've always been interested in the whole programming side. So I mean, why not actually try and learn it? You know, I mean, the tools here, fuck, it's free. Yep. <laughs> well, and like, uh, you know, there's also other, like, especially when it comes to programming, like you. If you find like you find a language that you want to learn, um, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, except for like uh, things surrounding Oracle, I mean that's about the only thing that's not gonna you're not gonna be able to find free courses for. But like uh, you know everything from Python, C plus plus and stuff, it, the, there's free online courses to learn those languages. 
um, usually, exactly. like usually on like you know, python.org I believe is the one for python and yeah it, like I can just use this as like a bit of a stepping point if anything oh yeah just no, to try it, and... it, it, it's 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 a very good starting point, especially to learn like the the concept, especially if you're coming into programming a little bit newer, um, to learn like you know basic structures and and uh, <clears throat> like coding webs and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's very yeah. good. Oh well, we'll have to make sure that we get uh, some links put in the description there. Oh yeah, come the end of this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, definitely gonna give a shout out to Salcon, dude. Dude, solid. Like he. I can't believe the amount of hours that he has put in that he has put into these videos. And like, like I said, he, before, uh, when we talked about it before, like he just started this on on YouTube as a you know just to get educational things out there, and it has evolved into this massive library of free education that anybody can access that has access to the internet, and he has initiatives through his nonprofit to bring internet access to places that don't have it tablets for you know kids and I, I believe like in Africa and stuff to access Khan Academy there's actual schools that use the entire Khan Academy curriculum to teach so it's pretty, that's, see, pretty that's amazing neat. yeah it's that's fucking awesome I'm looking uh, I'm looking a little bit into the fellow here some interesting stuff, and like I, I think I like the fact the most that it's it's all in you know a philanthropic sense. Yeah, you know, he's not in it for the money; he's in it for just sharing. At well, this and, point. and sharing like a lot knowledge. of the a lot of the money does come from like, you know, uh, like very wealthy philanthropists. <laughs> you know, like, oh, and I'm sure, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, like, and that's and that's perfect. Yeah. Um, like these these kind of programs aren't exactly the easiest to sustain off, you know, actual monetization of it you know without actually selling shit and trying to do it as a as a non-profit it can be tricky to keep it afloat yeah you're gonna heavily rely on philanthropy oh yeah no that's that's awesome yep that's cool and you know even if you want to it like like i mentioned before uh they you know they have like vi heart videos on there where she does like um very advanced educational math through song and pictures and well yeah that's okay so that's another thing you were saying too like like this feels like a sponsor spot it isn't like we have no affiliation <laughs> yeah. with them by any means so don't get me wrong like i'm just i'm big on education yes. a lot of people feel that um they're held back because they don't have access to formal education you know i can't afford to go to university oh i you know i can't go to harvard or i can't make it to any of these prestigious academies you don't need formal education you don't need a piece of paper that says you know what you do sure if you want to go for a specialized job you probably will you know they'll ask for it but you don't necessarily need it to do it if it's something that you want to do and you don't need an actual job for it if you want to become say you know yeah if you if say for example me if i wanted to go headlong just fucking full send into programming here i could start off here and dig my way through a little bit further further and not go to any paid institution and get a piece of documentation that says it but still be able to create fantastic works exactly you know it, you can go ahead and learn advanced algebraic formulas to help with your chemistry profession if that's something you lacked in school you don't yep. need to go to formal education for that you don't need another piece of you know another degree or something that says you've taken that course you just need the knowledge well here it's available to you yep well and like one thing that i did was like the personal finance section um because mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I knew some. You know, I've been 
an investor in various things and stuff like that. But I just, I, I had, when I got out, I had no credit at all. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I didn't have much money. I watched those personal finance videos over and over and over. And I mean, I've been out two and a half years. I now looking at buying a fucking house and I have my, have my credit, you know, at a good spot now and things like that. So it's just, uh, it should change my life. I mean, put me in the right mindset instead of, instead of being in, you know, in there just playing cards all day and fucking being angry that I'm in there. I sat there and got myself fucking education on things that I knew a little bit about, but didn't know a whole lot about. And, uh, stuff that you wanted to learn, yeah. right? Like that's that's the big thing about something like this, you know. Like even like YouTube, for example, is another resource. Like again, like this isn't a sponsor spot. Like we're not affiliated with them at all. I just like the fact that it's public access info and it's free. Even YouTube, the same sense, you know. There are means to to learn whatever you want, and if you have the passion to learn something, do it. Try yeah. to learn it. You know, if you have that spark, you're saying, "Hey, I've been curious about this. Yeah, I've wanted to learn about this. I wanted to get into this. Use these tools." Yep. Like I mean, uh, they, they've been created for it. For for example, like I've I've been a programmer since I was twelve, uh, and I got into video game development, <clears throat> and I wanted to learn Unreal Engine, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's called I think it's called Dev Academy, and uh, Virtus is the guy who makes the the videos, and I mean I learned just about everything you possibly could about Unreal Engine four um, through his videos. Like and they're very good step by step walkthroughs, how to use blueprints, um, also how to how to uh, edit the you know use the editor through through the code through Visual Base uh, through Visual Studio. <clears throat> and like, you know, like that's, that's and I mean that is that is a you know hundred thousand dollar education for free, <laughs> right? Like that's that's massive, massive. Okay. Uh, going back a, a little bit there, okay. with the whole the the whole COVID thing and education, when time both together to, to seal them both off both off here. Yeah. So we were talking earlier about an entire generation now without access to, um, like exams or like a formal experience of schooling. Mm-hmm. Now, did we did we manage to touch on that again since we had to restart? Now was. I wasn't recorded, or is that still fresh on this new recording? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's still fresh for this new one here. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Jago, can you confirm? Do you remember? Man's busy. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's new. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delve into it here. If it is rehashed, I'm sorry. Feel free to skip ahead like 15 seconds, whatever it is. <laughs> There's an entire generation... Um, specifically where I live, three years now, exams have have been suspended in schools. Yeah. Um, that paired with the whole the Zoom learning, all of this stuff here, we're looking at an entire three, well, two to three, possibly four years worth of students that have not had a standard educational experience. We're talking kids who have gone through their entire high school career without having three quarters of what the high school experience entails you know these kids haven't learned 
You know, they, they haven't had to experience stress puking at all fucking 2 o'clock in the morning trying to cram for an exam the next day that they forgot they had, you know? Like, this, I, is, this is a part whole... Part of Sorry, me... go ahead. Part of me doesn't... Like, I don't have a problem with that specific part because I, 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 I think that type of scenario is very flawed... Um, well, it is part of our of like any education system. Um, like, yeah, you should want to push yourself and test yourself, but like, it should not be to the extent that you're getting fucking. Yeah, not like stress making at three a.m. Yeah, shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but and, like, but that's most of people like in a college setting. Well, and know? that's the thing, right? Like, that's being the norm. And now, what I'm really wondering is, are we going to go back to that? Is there, say, for example, in this generation of, you know, this this overlap generation, right? Are there kids that are going to be on five, six, seven-year degrees, ten-year degrees that are going to go from having no exams, very easy, relaxed structure compared to, a, a you know, a traditional environment setting? Are they going to now be thrown back into a standard educational environment? You know, are they going to go back to a regular university? with exams and cramming sessions and packed lecture halls and libraries and all that fun stuff. Is that going to go back to being a thing or is it always going to be now, you know, like an adapted form of it? I, I, I think it should be an adapted form of it and based on like, based on what you're studying. So like, I don't think that somebody that's studying, um, you know, for example, what, what's something that, isn't a very high pressure career that you'd go to college for. Um, uh, like education. Okay. Like, mm. I, no, I, I don't think that's very high pressure. You see what I'm saying? Like, you're not like, you don't have like these fucking strict deadlines that are going to, well, you do though, like exams and stuff like, well, okay, here's, it, here's the thing. Like everything can be high pressure in its right way. Yeah. But I mean, like you're not a fucking surgeon that has to make, you know, a fucking split, split second yeah, decision. Yeah, like immediate, so, like, 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 like somebody like pressure. that. Yeah, like, like I think, you know, to get a medical doctorate, you know, you should have to be able to work well under that sort of pressure. So, like, maybe they should be a little more pressured. But, like, you know, it, I think it should be based on what the career you're kind of like career dependent. Yeah, yeah. You know, just kind of relevant to what you're actually going to have to face. Yeah. And, like, you know what? Even, like, the schooling process itself could probably stand for an adjustment in that way, you know? Like, not just the exam process, but, like, everything, you know? If you're going to be in, um, say, like, a really high, fast-paced environment, then, yeah, it should, you know, your training, your exams, everything should be built to reflect that. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It It's interesting, man. I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, like, there's an entire generation, like, kindergarten to grade two, you know, one to three here that have only had online classroom experiences like these kids are these kids now going to go into regular classrooms like how disorienting is that going to be for the first time um, they're going to have this whole generation is going to be riddled with the worst social anxiety that is ever yeah. That, it, yeah. that has ever you know not just to have to interact made. with body languages and people's reactions in the moment in the actual flesh in front of you but there's no masks to hide reactions or anything either. Like, well, and you know, and this whole this generation of young kids is having trouble understanding people because they didn't learn to understand them with 
their mouths moving. You see what I'm saying? So like, yeah, they've never they, actually been able to see somebody speaking and yeah, like learn so, to recognize like, yep. the movements of their face and shit. While yeah. not while not having a visual impairment, so like it, so like yeah, it, if you are blind or you know can't see very well, like your body adapts, but like you have that visual ability. So yeah, your mind's so, yeah, there, so your yeah. mind's not adapting to you know having a, a disability. You see what I'm saying? So like it, your your mind is like trying to see like what the fuck this person is saying. Yeah, their lips. make up for the lack <laughs> of data. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just it hasn't been an option. You know, like I don't know. This is gonna be interesting going forward. Uh, okay, you know what? And, and going forward, I, I hate to linger on this topic so much because it's been you know the focus of our lives for the past three years, but it has also been the focus of our lives for the past three years, right? Um, yeah. uh, this new vaccine that they're rolling out this new inoculation set now did we look into it um is it just covid or was there are they actually rolling monkeypox into this inoculation no, oh, they're, no well? they're, ro- they're rolling out I'll, I'll look this up uh, now are they separate inoculations that are being rolled out at the same time or are they trying to I bundle these into one shot bundled them into one shot hold on monkeypox see because now to me that's that's a little intense like i don't have a very strong medical background don't get me wrong i'm probably gonna sound like a jackass to anybody that knows what the fuck they're talking about okay but to me i feel like that should be two separate inoculations as they're targeting two separate things i feel like there's going to be different delivery methods you know i I don't i I don't feel like it would be as effective no again this could just me being a fucking idiot and for all i know you can just stack them in and fire them in series or whatever like and there's literally no difference but i feel like at at some level there should be you know like a subcutaneous injection versus a direct you know like there's got to be differences you know okay i'm looking i'm trying to find it yeah uh, even this yeah word okay see like just the the transition types thank you buddy i appreciate that um even just like the transition types here like there are they're completely separate types of causative agents like main reasons and yeah it's close, like it's closer to smallpox well, yeah, it's monkeypox virus MPV. Yeah, like yeah, much closer they're, to smallpox. They're using like, they're using a smallpox vaccine. The uh, okay, so JYNNEOS vaccine is approved for prevention of smallpox and monkeypox. It is the primary vaccine being used in the U.S. during this outbreak from monkeypox? Yes. Okay, so how are they going to be like how? Again, I, I probably sound like a fucking idiot, and I do apologize. Is that the same... Is that going to require the same delivery method? Is that still going to require the same... You know, the same setup and environment as the COVID shots would? It, it, okay, I'll, I'll read off. So, um, the Gynos vaccine is given as a two-dose series. Two doses should be given 28 days apart. So, this sounds very similar to COVID vaccine. CDC okay. recommends getting both doses of the vaccine. The level of prote- protection provided by only one dose is not known. See, this is this is where I, this is where it becomes a fucking, mon- a fucking monkey circus, dude. Like, yeah. If you don't know the level of protection provided by only one dose, why are you telling people to get two doses? If you haven't well, even tested the fucking protection provided by one dose, it no, makes no okay. sense. Oh, now, hold on. It, taking it from, like, a complete off-the-park take. You take one shot, you're not sure if it's going to affect you that much. Take shoot two shots, though, right back-to-back. 
you know you're going to at least feel a light buzz, you know? But but you don't... That could be just the logic on it. That's ridiculous logic. For, it is, for, though. Don't call me wrong. For fucking virology, like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, it's it, it's not exactly the best practice for it. Like, there should be a lot more There should have been a test done but. to see what the protection is for one shot. Why is yeah. there no testing being done? Why are you telling people to get two doses and you don't even Watch know it. and you don't even know the fucking long-term effects of fucking one dose because you haven't tested one dose? So then you're telling people to get two doses and you don't know the fucking fallout from two doses. Well, now here's a question: <laughs> When the Zika inoculations and Ebola and stuff like that were those also two-part shots? Uh. No, I'm gonna pull this up myself here too. Because I don't, I don't remember them being two-part shots. And if so, then what has changed in our inoculation process that now these only need to be two-part shots? Did we, re did we, you know, suddenly realize that our inoculation methods are not that effective and we need to boost them, and we, we just haven't been doing it? Or did something change and now we have to? Like, what, what's causing this chaos? Zika inoculations. Well, and and here, the, you, you know, Zika was very bad, right? They still went through fucking the regular process of phase one, phase two, and phase three trials. Dude, I want to care. <laughs> CDC treatment, Zika virus. There is no specific medicine or vaccine for Zika virus. Treat the symptoms, get plenty of rest, drink fluids to prevent the hydration. Was this not massive? Was this not claiming big lives? Same thing with Ebola. And I understand not to the same degree. Okay, we were able to keep it contained, yes. But these were massive, massive things. And there was still nothing actually developed for it. Now, okay, so they, here we go. They, I'm, I'm reading they, they developed multiple vaccine candidates to prevent Zika virus infection. Candidates. But nothing yeah. has been pushed or approved like any of these new ones have. Okay, so the Ebola, an Ebola vaccine uh, with a long scientific name was approved in the United States December 2019. It appears to be fully effective 10 days after being given. It was studied in Guinea between 2014-2016. 100,000 people have been vaccinated against Ebola as of 2019. So, I'm assuming, like, again, I, I probably sound like a fucking idiot. A bunch of people are probably like, this guy's a twat. And they're just kind of skipping through until I stop talking about this shit, but... So I'm assuming, what, like, COVID is just that much more aggressive than it needs the double shot? Same thing with the monkeypox? Or has something changed with the inoculation methods? either the delivery or the the creation of these, like what is it that causes it? And like you had said, what's the big push in getting one, two, three, four <clears throat> shots out before there's actual clinical trials done? Well, well one, of the, one of the problems with SARS-CoV-19 is that, and that, you know, this goes back to where it's believed to have come from and that it is man-made <laughs> man manipulated, mm -hmm. is that it literally was designed genetically to basically mutate every single time that it encounters um, that it encounters immunity on, on, a, on a large scale. It is the fastest mutating virus that has ever been on record. And so I, like I don't know I don't know. The whole thing's fucked. I'm not. I'm not some fucking virologist, but I have to question if virologists are even virologists anymore, because they they don't they don't seem to be following established methods and information. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, the the, the two-dose thing is fucking completely new as far as I'm aware in the past couple years. So here's what here's where it gets interesting. Uh, Buddy makes a good point here. Jago just, just sent something else here. Um, from World Health Org, right? This is on monkeypox, right? A still newer vaccine based on a modified attenuated vaccine virus, Ankara strain, was approved for the prevention of monkeypox in 2019. This is a two-dose vaccine for which availability remains limited. Smallpox and monkeypox vaccines are developed in formulations based on the vaccine virus due to cross-protection afforded for the immune response to orthopox viruses. So I smell interesting stuff. I'm going to have to check my windows in a bit, make sure there's like a fire or something going on outside there. But <laughs> either way, there is, there's already an existing vaccine for this. Like, why are we developing a new one? What is what's the need for this? I, I don't I don't think they did did they? Oh, well, you're okay. So oh, oh, the, the, why yeah, 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 yeah why create one for COVID and monkeypox? Like why not just use the existing vaccine that they have for monkeypox that's proven effective, and then just roll out a separate one for fucking like, roll out a separate one for fucking COVID? Like I don't understand. And again, like. I am not a virologist. I am not in the medical field. I don't know nearly enough about this to be taken remotely seriously. These are just questions from somebody that doesn't know. Yeah. You know, I, I just... It's interesting to me. It's a whole... This is a, a a section of medicine that most of us haven't been exposed to prior to this. Yeah, okay, we've heard about vaccines. We've been forced to take vaccines. You know, we have to take inoculations depending on where you're going to prevent against such and such diseases and illnesses. But this is the first time it's been in the public eye as much as it has and people have been as interested as they have that they're trying to you know make their own way through it <laughs> this yeah. is where tools like you know, Khan Academy come into play I guess <laughs> yeah no shit well, I bet you there's something about fucking virology on here hold on <laughs> I'll, gu I'll guarantee you there probably is um okay there's there's fire engines and stuff going on there's a fire outside okay um <laughs> it's just I've got the one of the back windows open, and every now and then the fan that's rotating blasts a little bit of an, a little bit of it in my room, and I can just catch a whiff of something burning. No worries. But I think we're good. The cat's not freaking out. <laughs> it means <laughs> fire's fire's yeah, not close enough. It can't be close <coughs> enough. For he'd be fucking. He'd be at least like conscious and like mildly spooked. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I man, I, I don't know, bro. It's it's just interesting. It's just it's just nutty. Um, okay, now there is. Speaking of ongoing topics, uh -huh. we are we're at the sixth month of what's been going on in Ukraine. Yep. There has been a lot of stuff that's happened, but not a lot at the same time. But there is one thing that was that I remember happening. And nothing, it wasn't really discussed at the time. And it never got any coverage. And it's still not talked about. On the 20th of April, do you guys remember the the the, the meetings that Ukraine and Russia had to try and come to a peace resolution? Yes. You know how long those went on? How long? There were, I think it was two or three separate meetings that they were supposed to have. And there were negotiations that were trying to be made, and it was the Ukraine that ended up backing out of them. Really? 
with pressure from NATO and a couple other countries, yeah, they end, they're the ones that backed out of the negotiations. <laughs> now, I just... I can understand, I guess, because maybe the deal may have not been in the favor, but I feel like that should have been an ongoing negotiation. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think sure. that's something you're just like, fuck you, and you just... You know, you're just like, do what you're going to do. I, like, I don't... Well, because when then, you're the, dealing... then the money dries up, bro. <sighs> yeah. I... But, like, here's where it gets frustrating, because now it's, you know, it's it's at the it's at the behest of the people to, to foot all of this. You know, they're the ones under the pressure. They're the ones suffering and enduring this. Yeah, and then and then my country is fucking financially enduring it. Enduring it. We're, we're going, heading into a fucking worldwide recession. Well, the, you know, <laughs> not even just not even just from the cause of that. I mean, it's it's a, it's definitely a contributing factor. But I don't know. I'm I'm just still wondering why there was such a pressure from the West to end those negotiations. I, and I I know I know like you know right wing like extremist people say this all the time, but like it's it's true. I truly believe that Ukraine has been used to fucking launder money from the coffers of western western countries and launder it into some somebody's private hands through Ukraine. And, I mean there is beating back to those politicians in one way or another. There is and has been a lot of interesting um litigations and hearings and trials that have been held over exactly this. Um and it's it's funny because it all gets just buried you know i remember seeing some of these articles digging into the corruption of ex-official or bank accounts tied to ex-politician or ex-senator and they're gone the next day you know yeah yeah and it you know it really makes you wonder but at the same time it makes you fucking sad because you have two nations just going at it for seemingly no fucking reason you know, yep. and like I, I can understand from both sides. I can understand why Putin feels he has to do it. I understand why the Ukraine's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And the rest of the world is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But I just, I can't wrap my head around why you would just completely close off negotiations or any kind of discussions to try and, you know, to try and resolve it. Because, because it's, it, it's dragged on. It's six months now. Yeah, because it's not. It, you know, it's not. I don't know. I, I don't think there's any intention of just peacefully ending it. Or or you know, or Putin said something dumb and they were like, nah, fuck this dude. <laughs> like I, genuinely who knows at this point. Like hey, this this pro communist Kyle brought up the other night when I was arguing with him. What debating. Okay, not arguing, I was debating. Um that uh uh what's the Pew that does like the you know, like one of the most reputable uh, polling agencies in the world uh, apparently polled like a bunch of old um, Eastern Bloc countries and that like over 60% of the population in most of those countries want to be Soviet again because they think capitalism has made their oh, made yeah. their, made their, uh, their lives uh, worse worse yeah, it is. It has lowered their quality of life, you know. And there's a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting interviews that say that kind of stuff, and it really makes you wonder, you know, like what, 
what actually was it like? Because we see one side, you know, we couldn't experience it. We can hear that it was hard. We can hear that it was great. But like, what actually, like, what, what genuinely was it like? Like, if there are genuinely people sitting there, like, I miss it. Yeah, but it, okay, you know, yeah, but I would want to know who those people are and who their families were. Because well, yeah, like there where were pe- they were, what positions yeah, they held. Exactly. You know? Yeah, because I mean, yeah, there were people who had it fucking great because you know their father was a fucking commissar or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, they they got fucking extra food tickets, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't that bad. And mm-hmm. then there's the people who took the brunt of having to do the work and then got the minimum amount of food and housing and while all these other people do no work and I don't know I've been in debate after debate and I just decided the other day that I'm just I'm not going to put any more energy into debating people who don't want to hear my side or my point of view at all like I'll listen to your point of view and I'll come back with points you know, from my point of view. Because it has to be a discussion, otherwise it's not fun. Exactly. And where, and then like cognitive dissonance on their part comes in and it's just like, well, because, you know, it's wrong because of this. And I'm like, I I try and be peaceful about it and I try and be level-headed and I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. You guys have fun. I'm, I'm done. I'm done putting all my fucking mental and emotional energy into talking to somebody who isn't gonna at least listen yeah no and it's it's frustrating incredibly frustrating because again it it needs to be a two-sided conversation right yeah Yeah, there's been a lot of shit going on in uh, Ukraine oh there has I'm looking at the UA map right now I I am myself (laughs) I had to create an account now though Oh, what? Yeah, it wouldn't let me view the map without uh, creating um, an account. What browser are you using? And, and asking for money. What browser are you using? I don't want to d- discuss that. Word, okay. Uh, Brave is an alternative that you can use. <laughs> I'm using Microsoft Edge. <laughs> Word, okay. Well, it's <laughs> part of your problem right there, son. Um, Brave, honestly, is fantastic for anonymity. There's a lot of features built in. Like, it won't run yeah, JavaScript I've, unless I've, you give it permission. I've used brave i just yeah, i've just yeah. been lazy as fuck it's fair dude um i know there's there's some interesting stuff here there's so i can see exactly what the ukrainian and the russian military are doing right now between the section to the south there between kherson and actual like mikolaev from like this kind of almost peninsula to the rest of mainland ukraine um Where, it looks like they're kiev? they're based oh, there it is. There it is. kiev uh, yeah Kiev's like way the fuck up there bro just kind of chilling doing his thing um it's right above Crimea here. So, it's saying here, where, where was that? There was a shelling spot that the Russians had committed to that, from what I, what did they say? I think it was the sixth power plant that they disconnected from Russia, or from Ukraine's power grid. Huh. Yeah, the sixth power unit shut down. Completely cut from Ukraine. So, the Ukraine's now six power plants down. Jesus. So... The, they're shifting tactics and you know what this is kind of this was one thing that I was 
not per se worried about, but one thing that I was considering they might be doing after a while. So after that first initial blast there, I think they're just going to turn this into a war of attrition, dude. I'm going to have to. They've already started. They're, they're <laughs> disconnecting the power grid. They're shutting down water plants. They're crippling the infrastructure the best they can. Yep. And don't I, get me wrong. It's brutal, but it's smart. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's real smart, it, but it's going to be brutal to the fucking people in Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Well, in the same breath here, too. Um, the Ukraine is carrying out strategic strikes themselves now on some of their own strategic territories under Russian control. Um, like, there are some air sport airports that are being targeted, like Kherson International Airport. Um, I don't know if it's Russian or Ukrainian, but there's been shelling there. Um, some of the bridges that connect that kind of lower Crimea region to mainland Ukraine, those are being blown as well. Ukraine reported strikes. It's it's very interested, or very interesting seeing what's uh, what's up playing here and what's actually happening. I mean, I think they're honestly, if this keeps, if it becomes a war of attrition, one of a couple things is going to happen. It's gonna gonna basically like uh, uh, what do you call it? Like scorched earth, all most of Ukraine. <laughs> it, it looks like it's it, it, probably what it's gonna come to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is gonna fuck. A lot because it's, it's the breadbasket so of Europe. It's so fucked. Um, and well, never mind that. The people, like, well, you, no, I, <laughs> no, but I yeah. mean, like, I, <laughs> I don't, mean, I didn't mean to sound like harsh to they're the gonna burn, They're gonna burn the country to the ground. Oh, those, those grain supplies for the rest of Europe, man. Like, <laughs> well, no, crazy. I'm saying it's gonna impact more, I, I than, ju more than just Ukraine. Um, no, no, it is, it is an economic powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I just give Putin what he wants, but. That's, <laughs> and you know what and that's that's where it gets tricky right and I think that's why it's going to develop into a war of attrition because both parties have stood their ground for so long Zelensky doesn't seem like the type to back in or back down rather but at the same time Russia isn't being overly like overtly aggressive at this point they're not doing super long crazy pushes like they were at the beginning of the war yeah I, right they, they're not going straight to kiev they're now trying to close I, off the south i think this is going to be a 38th parallel type thing mm. like I, I think they're gonna it you know like where things are kind of at right now minus a little bit of territory for russia i think that they're gonna both have to eventually agree that here just here, here you go. the territory yeah yeah, yeah. And well, it's much like what happened in Crimea. Just Crimea wasn't Russia. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, they made a huge point of it's not Russia. <clears throat> it's the Russian people. They just have a lot of Russian gear. <clears throat> yeah. Be polite, but <laughs> no, it's and it's unfortunate, but. You know what? If if it comes to that, at least it can bring an end to the the, the fighting, just the bullshit going on there. Yeah, it's it's. it's oh, I don't. I, uh, but I, I at the same time, I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, you know what? It's it's a time will tell at this point. Yeah, I, I I come back to it every now and then. I try not to to, to delve too far into it because it's just there's so much back and forth, and yeah. it's just it's just carnage. You know, it's. I have a question. Uh, so over there in Canada, uh, how many Ukrainian flags are being flown? many lots yeah um well okay so here's where it gets really interesting right um canada is a very very diverse country winnipeg specifically my city okay now 
a couple like my basically my area um before you know like 50 100 years after the fact before it turned into the ghetto this was the immigrant community for a lot of polish ukrainian russian german czech um, european settlers so there are a lot of ukrainian flags being flown and there are a lot of russians that are kind of uh, we i'm seeing both but i honestly i live next door to a ukrainian import store and i talk to them every now and then you know try and see how they're doing and it you know, we try not to bring it up, but it normally comes up to, well, you know, fucked up times, man. Like, I, I know. I get it. Because, like, for me, it's it's tricky because looking back through my family lineage, the, the more that we dig, it, it's it's Russian. Yeah. And, like, that makes it this whole thing just really weird because some of my closest friends are Ukrainian. Some people I consider brothers are Ukrainian. You know, this shop next door, the Ukrainian. It's it, this is a very interesting time. But one thing I do see a lot of, at the very least, is a sense of Slavic unity. Like this, you know, this should end because at the end of the day, we're, it's all still a Slavic brotherhood. We're still all from that same, you know, general kind of melting pot. Sure, there's territories drawn over it, but it's still the same basic languages, the same core values and everything, right? Like it's Yeah, but then, you know, then you have fucking sex within Slavs. Well, yeah, too. there's yeah, there's always little subgroups like within every Yugo, every culture, every Yugoslavs yeah. and <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like Serbia, like Kosovo and shit like that. You oh, know, like whoa, there's always going to be whoa, like whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Whoa, I, whoa, I, I whoa. Don't, what? Don't, don't mention Kosovo, dog. <laughs> I, I, some of my some of my uh, Serbian friends might might hear Hey, uh, I didn't never I didn't say shit about ne- it. Ne- never mention that it's a independent state in the Balkans. They don't like that too much. I didn't. You're the only one that said that. <laughs> you're literally the only one that said it, man. I didn't say if it was an independent state, if it was a chunk of Serbia, nothing, man. I fucking, I just said it. Uh, I just said its name. It, it doesn't exist to them. God damn, man. Jeez. No, no, it's 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 just it's interesting there. Yeah, I pulled. Uh, I just pulled up the uh, the Syria map. Um, the Kurds have gained some fucking ground since the last time we talked about this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They they, they control. What is that? A little more than a third of the of the entire country now. Oh yeah, no, they're uh, there's just constant fighting. There's <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Like they they and, dude, shit, dude. They control. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. They control about 20 oil rigs. Um, oh, yeah, just not one stretch right there, yeah? Yeah, yeah down in uh, As- Asuar. Yeah, no, it's... I don't know, man. A lot of chaos here. And yeah, the whole, like, fun. the Israel-Palestine yeah. thing being literally right next door. Like... <laughs> yeah. That, that whole area, it's just fucking intense right now oh man and there's like a lot of it's like really sad to see like oh yeah I, I just flicked over to the Israel Palestine and one of the first things I see Israel army reports a high possibility Israeli soldier killed a Palestinian American journalist I'll, I'll leave the name off cause it's whatever but like 
stuff like that, right? Like that's that's the darker side of the war that a lot of people don't think of or talk about, you know. Oh, war, yeah. Well, you know, what about fucking? What about this guy? You know, he's yeah. not trying to cover a story, and now he's you know he's a casualty. Well, some of these people that are just trying to live their lives, go and get groceries. You know, it's, it's insane. Madness. Now, okay, speaking of madness, change the topic here. Uh-huh. I uh, I have a buddy who is a staunch flat earther. <laughs> now, this, this is an can, interesting one. Can all you right? get him in here? Uh, I you know I could probably have him come chill at some point. Okay, and he can like chill with me in the in the office here, and I can I can like kind of sh- you know move the mic in between us. Um. <laughs> But there, there was a documentary that was like a long time ago. We're talking like the fifties, the sixties, like Paramax films type shit. Um, that was released documenting what was known as Operation High Jump. Have you ever heard of Operation real, High real, Jump? Real quick, dude. The fucking yeah. the council just got disabled, and we had no violations. Fuck. So it's it's dead right now. I. What happened? I'm I'm, re- I'm reading through right now. I don't know. This just in live news report. <laughs> Local free public forum posted on the Facebook website no, we, has been we had taken no down. Violations. Sources on scene are unsure of what happened exactly, but they're doing everything they can to figure it out. <laughs> I have the ability to do it. I might as well. All right. Well, what were you? What were you talking about? Um. Oh, it's just, uh, Operation High Jump. So Operation High Jump was an expedition carried out by the United States. They sent a fleet down to Antarctica, the Southern Pole. And they established a... Well, I think it was one base originally. They ended up going back. And I can't remember if High Jump was the first or the second operation. There were two big ones that they did kind of back-to-back a few years apart. And they went and they documented the South Pole. Now, I'm only mentioning this because my buddy is the one that actually turned me on to it, and he mentioned it in defense of Flat Earth. Now, he mentioned something about an ice wall or a firmament. <laughs> and it, right away, I was like, hey, this is, this is dumb, but I could see perhaps where it came from. And I, I watched, uh, like, the old, like, the original press release footage uh-huh. from this Operation High Jump. Um, and one of the things they do cover on is, like, an ice wall, right? And, like... It made me think, like, they're referring to an ice wall as, like, as you come up to the continent, it's a it's a high plateau, right? So you're literally just staring at a, a <laughs> wall of fucking ice, much like you would with any continent until yes. you find a low spot, right? Yes. So, and it makes me wonder how much of that stuff has just been pulled out of context and weaponized, you know? Like, just turned into arguments for the, the flat earth argument, like... Uh- well, yes, okay, technically that is an ice wall, but it's because it's the side of the continent. It's not a low point that you can jump onto. You can go on, and they flew planes all across the fucking territory. They sailed around it and everything. Like, very clearly not the edge of the world. Well, I, yeah, I believe I believe the vehemently that the resurgence of flat earth theory was uh, was a psyop. It was actually like COINTELPRO because <clears throat> around the same time the 9-11 truth movement got like massive ground. Like, Oh, yeah. Fucking, like, it was, this, like, six months before Flat Earth started popping off. And they had this, they had this fucking uh, profile uh, picture filter to put on 
that was <clears throat> that was like nine eleven truth, and the flat Earth movement s- took that and fucking put like flat Earth truth movement or whatever, but it looked identical. So all these mm. people who I thought were nine eleven truth movement people were adding me, and I wound up with fucking like three hundred flat, flat Earth. fucking three hundred flat earthers on my friends list, bro. And they just most of them sounded like bots. And they would just it was they were just sharing flatter shit all the time. But like <clears throat> I I think it was to kinda try and kill the nine eleven truth movement. But that's just me. It's fucking Well, you know what? Hold on. Now that uh, that goes back to um I, uh, we, we can go through that's fine. Um going back to one of the first topics that I ever brought up on stream, Beauty Besmanoff. The KGB defector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his ideological subversion and all of that. And he touched on different forms of media control. And these are common. These are known. You can look it up. This isn't conspiracy bullshit. This is actual fact. Okay. There are countries will control media in different ways. Some countries will control it with an iron, an iron fist. You know, you will only be allowed to see what the state wants you to see. Yeah. That is all you get to see. It fits the narrative. It's on the TV. If it doesn't, gone. That's it. It's not news. Other countries will let you see everything at equal value, pick through it as you want. That would be mainly free media, we could say. And other countries will throw too much at you in almost an overload sense. And that right there, the whole, you know, the replace it, just the bait and switch, basically, from this 9-11 truther to, um, to Flat Earth, and then just an over-fucking-load of this Flat Earth movement and, and talk and just controversy... It would be basically along the same fucking lines. It's just overloading with another source of information to the point where you're like, I don't even know what the hell's going on. Which is unfortunately a lot of the Western countries take on media control. Because, yes, we do still have access to everything. You can still go and find the 9-11 truth movement and all that fun stuff. It's still there. Yeah. But it has been so overloaded and overshadowed by the Flat Earth movement. Yep. That, you know, it's it's almost a thing of the past. And it's, it's just interesting. Fucking shit's crazy, bro. Well, okay. And speaking of like almost almost conspiracy there, but not not quite. I don't know. This is an interesting one. So this has been covered by a, a bunch of other shows and podcasts, um, but it's something that I, I still find interesting as well. Here, the the whole science and its relation with religion or previous cultures and histories and just like mythology almost to to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. Um. For example, like what's on my mind right now is the the Great Floods. Okay. Uh, there's a, hu- a huge section of the scientific community, the just the just as a whole. There's a huge chunk of the world as a whole that you know says, "Oh, that's you know that's it's improbable. There's no way that could have happened. Not nearly as recently as, as you know it's described. Like there have been documented ice ages and Great Floods before, but not within these time frames. Blah blah blah, <coughs> and." the more that we're looking through, we're actually able to find evidence of these within these time frames quoted. And the interesting part is like, there's many religions throughout the world. And you even said this yourself. There are many religions throughout the world that have coinciding stories. Yeah. Specifically relating to the great floods. Um, like the, the tower of Babel, for example, right. Follows the same kind of an idea as the story of Noah and his ark. There will be a great cataclysmic event that dislodges a great number of people. They will disperse to uninhabited lands in small tribes and start anew. 
Now, Bible says, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Now, see, what I think is that I think our ancient alien ancestors <laughs> were able to bring about those floods, maybe, maybe as a restart, you know, because uh, the way that they were steering humanity wasn't going as they had hoped. But that's just that's just me. Well, I mean, it's it's as equal an option as religion, right? I mean, it's it's not really that much of a difference. I mean, if you can have faith in one, why not the other, right? It's not that far of a leap if if people are able to believe one, right? Like, for all we know, that could have been it. And, like, it's interesting because, you know, places like Atlantis, you know, it's not that these places disappeared. We can look at our at our coastlines today in contrast to what they were hundreds, thousands of years ago. And, you know, recently within our time, there were entire land bridges. The world has changed so drastically in the past couple hundred thousand years here. And we're able to follow it on timelines. You can follow it with population densities and growth. We can follow it with actual physical maps that were drawn at the time and what we're able to see geologically here today with our own technology. Um, like, for example, you were able at one point to basically walk from the southern tip of Africa all the way to the southern tip of um, South America. Yeah. Damn near unimpeded. Like, dry land the whole time, you know? Yep. And this would have been around the time that people were, quote-unquote, displaced from a great cataclysmic event. You think you think people were around then? Definitely so, dude. We have ruins that we're discovering right now that are ancient. Ancient. Predate so much. And this is where the whole the science and the religion thing are, are so at each other with it, right? Because some of it conflicts each other. Yeah. Like, a lot of it conflicts each other, but there's a lot of stuff that we're finding on the Earth here that predates anything, any recorded history, mythology, religion, anything. To put this into perspective, the pyramids of Giza, right? Uh-huh. Cleopatra, when she was born, is closer in us to timeline than she was the construction of the Great Pyramids. Well, yeah. Well, but Cleopatra was one of the last pharaohs. Well, yeah, but that's that's one, that's one country, that's one culture that we still have documented. How many other civilizations have had that kind of a time stretch? That we've just we've lost track of. We've lost their history. Yeah, I mean, like the Sumerians, Sumeria. Um, even like Babylon to a degree, like we're still recovering. We're still unearthing a lot of stuff. Um, well, like, like Atlantis again, like that's another entire civilization that just vanished. Well, okay. So I, I, with Atlantis, I think Atlantis, it, it was misunderstood. Like, mm -hmm. Man, I don't know. It was probably a coastal. Um, well, that's the thing. You know, like it, it probably was just a coastal city, and as the water levels rose, it was just absorbed by the sea. Yeah, or, or dropped into it. I think, like, uh, <clears throat> you know, like as the as the plates shift apart, 
Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, just slowly sank into the ocean. Because, you know, yeah. some, some islands are created and then some islands are actually destroyed. So it just depends on... Which what plates are moving and yeah. where. No, exactly. Like... Uh, like we have no idea what really happened to that, but that's another shining example of just a civilization that's well documented. You know, it was an ancient civilization. Who knows how far it really went back, and it's just gone to the annals of time. <laughs> the annals of time. Oh, I made a point of saying annals. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but annals of time just popped into my head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's just it's interesting, yeah. Because like again, going back to like the the flood thing, like we can look through different parts of the world and we can see, you know, different sediment layers and different soil densities and, and rock formations that show that water levels were, you know, at this height in this location. You know, like the Americas, for example. There's a lot of traces of it. Lots of places like prairies, for example, you can see massive traces of huge bodies of water occupying it. Oh yeah, um, well yeah, because our that's why the soil's so rich as well is because mm-hmm. it was it's um <clears throat> ocean life forms from you know fucking million years ago uh that decomposed and and created well, this created this fucking nitrogen rich soil that and the US kind of got lucky as well when uh, a lot of the glaciers started melting and displacing um a vast actually amount of canadian soil was dispersed and spread out over the U.S. would just further boosted uh-huh. your fertility. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. No, no, that's documented uh-huh. as well. You can oh, track yeah. glacial plate shift. You can track no, it all. You're just, you're just, you're just simping for 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 Big Canada over there. You know, simping? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> proud that we were able to share our gifts with our younger brother, the U.S. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's cool, man. Like again, like going back to the whole like the religion science thing, you know, like it's interesting to see where which points tie into different religions and you know which truths ring true, you know, which stuff was obfuscated or confused or shifted throughout the different translations or iterations of their religious texts and stuff, and where it actually mirrors what happened. You know, we're able to we're kind of getting to the point where we're able to see, you know, okay, this actually did happen. It was exaggerated in this way, and that makes sense. Okay, we understand, you know, this snippet of this culture's text, you know, okay, we're getting, we're getting somewhere kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Just, it, it, we're getting to an interesting point. I, I, I like it. I like it. Did we ever hear from, uh, Mr. Moore? <sighs> shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Has he been trying to get a hold of you the whole no, time? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Shenard's chat. Yeah, Thunder was, uh, 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 Emor. Not more. Emor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, this is a different Kyle. There's more in Emor. Okay. Um, I don't know if he was trying to get in, but he hopped in the Discord, I guess. Oh, word. Yeah. Well, he's welcome to join in if he has anything he wants to bring up there. Okay. Uh, what, what was... I know you had a list of subjects you wanted to bring up. I've gone through most of the, the big ones here that I had on my mind. Um, my, my big things were 
where it was nice to see humans be human again. Seeing uh, the scientific progress here we're making, where we're able to start bridge some of these gaps between uh, religion and science. We went over the new vaccines there as well. Um, I even got to touch a little bit on Operation High Jump. Um, the, the peace negotiations that fell through. We even did a little bit of a summary, a recap on it. The current state of affairs, unfortunate as they may be. Now, I remember you mentioned you had a couple topics there you were looking at. I know we went over Khan Academy there. Yeah. Not not Convict Academy, but Khan Bas Academy. Basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, not the same thing. It's just, it's a fantastic tool that cons have access to. That, 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 that cons it, have access to con. Ah, ah. Convicts. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jago, do you have anything on your mind, man? Anything you want to, you want the people to hear and think about? Anything Buddy should hear on his drive to work? <laughs> <laughs> or the, you know, his old lady should have playing in the tub as she's trying to relax there. Any, any shower thoughts? Nah, I don't think so. It's been a good listen, though. I could be like, uh, uh, what's his name? Like Howard Stern back in the day. Just be like, <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> No weird shit, you know. Okay. <laughs> I remember watching that movie, the movie about him when I was like, I was probably like 11. And uh, <clears throat> he like, he got kicked off that radio station or whatever because he, he told the girl to grab a speaker and turn the volume all the way up. He was going to have sex with her over the radio. And she was like sitting there riding the fucking subwoofer. And he's just like, he's just like, like fucking uh like playing the trumpet with his lips like <laughs> sit there like moaning on the fucking phone and shit it was fucking hilarious it's uh, yeah it's a little much a little interesting <laughs> uh, no he no he's become a fucking goddamn cuck for the state recently oh god um oh I see so there, there was something uh, damn, where was it? Oh, Sarah Michelle Geller called him out because uh, he, when her and Freddie Prince Jr. got married, he said that uh, they were never gonna last. And now she said uh, he made a, a like monetary bet with her, one million dollars, one million dollars that their marriage wouldn't last. And she said he needs to pay up because it's been twenty years. <laughs> You know what? You know what? This is kind of dark almost, but I I wonder if that's, you know, was is that the glue that maintains them? What? Uh, the, the fucking, million the dollars million dollar on the fucking bet? line there? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. have, have a little more money. Well, uh, no, that. but like, it, like just like at a petty level, you know? <laughs> I want to give him a fucking million dollars. <laughs> you know, like... yeah. Bet, bet, you think, bet me you think I won't be married that long, little, right? Yeah, you know, you think it weighs down a little. You think that's present in their mind, you know? Like, oh, I, fuck, I don't want to spend a million dollars. I got fucking 780 of them, but that's I just don't want to just give that up. Like, I don't fuck, that's nutty. Yeah. Yeah. So have we, have we lost more there? Uh, Did you just say disinformation? Yes, yes. Miss... Nope, nope. Disinformation. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Oh, now now he fell back on what what I heard he was saying the other day. Howard Stern said, "Don't cancel Joe Rogan." <laughs> Dude, everybody's tried to cancel Joe Rogan. You're not going to be able to do it. I'm sorry. It's it's not something that's going to happen. The man is good at what he does. He has good takes. He is objective enough. He is unbiased enough. He it gets to the bottom of what he's on his mind, and he's not afraid to be a little controversial. And he pulls people on that he might not agree with, and he'll still ha- sit down and have a good chat with them. Like, that is good quality content. That's that shit that we can strive to aim for, honestly. Yeah. Like, no, they, they're, he's become one of the better sources of free speech and just unbiased, like, here's what's on my mind, blah, you yeah. know? Yep. And, like, it's, it's almost a standard at this point, you know? Like, I, I think every podcaster a little bit kind of does hope to one day, you know, have that kind of Joe Rogan clout, for lack of, lack of a better term, you know? Like, to, to be a not Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, to be that kind of level of, of professionalism and have that kind of reach and respect yep. that, that he's been able to cultivate. Fuck yeah. That definitely pioneered the format, in my opinion. Definitely one of, yeah, if not like the main pioneer, but one of definitely the leading members in it. Cause yeah. like, I remember before he was actually doing podcasts, like though it was still a thing, the whole podcast thing, but he definitely really started to head the charge. And I think the whole him YouTube broadcasting as well, or like airing the podcast as a recording also helped. Cause I brought a whole other audience to it, you know, dragging in YouTube like that. Oh yeah. Big that's, time. that's a big thing. Yeah. Dude. I, uh, I had never listened to a podcast until about a year and a half ago. Really? Really. I, okay, so y'all are going to judge me on this. But about 10, 11 years ago would have been my first, like my intro into podcast. Um, oh, so when you were like but, 30? Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, it wasn't even like news or anything, all right? It would. <laughs> It was learning Russian. <laughs> and it would, they would just, they'd bring people on and they'd have like casual conversation and, you know, they'd go over, you know, vernacular, grammar, whatever for, for the lesson, basically. They were like almost lessons, but they were done in like a podcast format. That's kind of cool. It was neat. It was really neat. Um, because it, that, I kind of got, that's kind of like, um, uh, what do you call it? Well, like when you go to learn a language by going, uh, immersion, it's kind of like immersion, it's, exactly. but not, it's like halfway immersion. Exactly, because, you know, they, they'll have a conversation in Russian, and then they'll break it down. You know, like, okay, here's what was said, you know, here's why I said it in this way, here's why it was conjugated in this manner, yada yada. And, like, it, it was cool. And, that like, that for me, that was my, my foray into podcasts. And that was, for me, that was a hell of a jumping point, because that was cool. You know, that it showed me just the flexibility that we have with with podcasts. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a strictly informative thing. It doesn't have to be a, a straight talking head. It could be just fucking shooting the shit and teaching somebody what the hell you're saying, you know, like Yeah. The only reason that I even started is because Joe Rogan came to came to uh Spotify and like I had never even I I I'd, I'd seen clips, you know, TikTok, Facebook, yeah. th- things like that, but like I I'd, I'd never watched it. And actually it was uh Ah, fuck, what's his name, dude? Hold on. Tell you Jordan once. Peterson? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I'd no say, the that's one... an export I'm proud of, by the way. Uh, Joe Rogan, uh, Hugh... Damn it, what's his name? 
Okay, while you're looking, the one that uh, the one that he does all the fucking alien ones with. Um, oh, he's an anthropologist, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, crazy hair guy, aliens. Yeah, fucking... the one that does DMT. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, Wait, does does alien guy from History Channel do DMT? What? No, not not the dude from the History Channel. Brett Kreischer. It's no, he does a lot. He of, just drinks. He's he's been on yeah. he's been on Joe Rogan Experience like like six or seven times. It's like huge Joe Rogan DMT guy. Russell Brand? No, no, no. That's oh, he does. He's got a lot of DMT topics. Okay, that's way too vague. To I, I know, I know. Uh, hold on, <laughs> I. I know the oh, oh, oh is that it? Is that it? Hold on, is that one? Um, ah, oh, shit. Joey Diaz. Okay, I've got a list of his uh, his most common guests here. Okay. Um, Joey Diaz, Duncan Trussell, Brian Callen, Ari Shafir, Brian Redband, Eddie Bravo. Brian Schaub, Tom Segura, Brett Kreischer, <laughs> uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, Aubrey Marcus. We're getting we're getting down the list here. Tony Hinchlife, Hinchcliffe, Hinchcliffe. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I'm reading it on my other screen here. It's a little blurry. Oh, hold, hold on, on. I'm I, um, I've got I've got a list of people that he's. Why the fuck is it not on there? Because we're probably looking at the same list here. I like his stuff with Brett Kreischer. They have they have some good uh, some good chats there. God damn! You know who I? Oh, there he is. Okay, he's only been on six times. Jordan Peterson. He's he's I like his shit. Uh yeah. Uh, I like his shit when he's not um, fucking. Oh, Graham Hancock. Jesus Christ. Graham Hancock. That's I stopped reading just before that name. Yeah, yeah. That's that's he's he's very very intelligent. Um, oh uh, yeah 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 okay. Like uh, a lot of the, a lot of the alien yeah. ones and like the ancient uh, like the ancient he, he's uh, he's an anthropologist and talks about a lot of the ancient civilizations and everything archaeology and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah yeah. yeah yeah. Hey, not pseudo archaeology. Archaeology. That's just, that's just what it's listed as. <laughs> it's just what it's classified as, right? Just, just breathe. I'm not trying to. I'm I trying didn't to even know. I didn't even here. know Ben Shapiro's been on his show. Yeah, he's had a lot of very interesting guests. A the, lot of a lot of very influential people. The uh, uh, who did he just have on recently? Um, that was very. It was a very good episode. Um, God, I gotta scroll all the way back up the top. Ugh. Shit. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers was a good one, and uh, Louis C.K. was good. Uh, who's the fucking the old host of the fucking? Oh, it's gonna bug me. Oh. Can't figure it out. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got. I got. I got to watch that fucking Mark Zuckerberg one. 
That'd yeah, be, that would be an interesting one. Yeah, yep. It's got to be Definitely pretty interesting. interesting. <clears throat> and your boy, uh, your boy Thunder, there, he's good to go, or he's he's MIA. Fuck, I don't fucking know. He hasn't responded. It's all right. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, like I feel like there's more, but can't think of. Like, I don't want to just like overload. Like I've I've been kind of motor mouthing a good chunk here. Yeah, no, I mean that's fine. <clears throat> um, I'm nothing that I can think right now off the top of my head. Um, we do need to do these more frequently. Definitely so. Like, yeah. uh, I and I need to I need to talk to Grimes Ward because I know she wants to do a lot more of those. Uh, she wants to do mental health episodes. And you know what? Uh, I'm I'm definitely cool with that because it's not a topic that gets uh, enough light there. Yeah, um, it's sure. one of the reasons I was talking on the whole, you know, the, like the the wedding that I was able to go to, just watching humans be human. Like it's good to watch people be healthy, you know. That's just what it basically just boils down to: just watching healthy interaction that we haven't been able to see. Like we need more of that. So yeah. no, I'm definitely down for for mental health chats, hundred percent. Hell yeah. Well, dude, I mean, I greatly appreciate you. Likewise, brother. Drago, we massively appreciate the help, dude. Yeah, bro. Yeah, thanks, Drago. Drago Force. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think we'll probably call it. Yep. Right about there for today. Yep. In the meantime, you. thank you everybody for yeah. joining. Yeah, thank you guys for joining. Try and stay safe. We'll be back soon enough. Don't do anything we wouldn't do in the meantime. You guys know the routine. It's not much, but you know, just trying not to get arrested or you know, and dumb like that. <laughs> Right, see y'all later. Catch you folks next time. Yep. Peace. Peace.